1: Hey, this is Tommy Corfettis, drummer for Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Rudy Sarzo, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, my name is Graham Oliver, the founder member of Saxon, still rocking after all these years. And you're listening to Talking Metal. It's going to rock the hairs off your legs. Be there or be square.
0: This is Grace Made in Metal Rhythm Guitar from Judith's Priestess. And this is Militia Lead Vocals in Judas Priestess. And you're listening, listening to Talking Metal. To Talking Metal. Oh,
2: perfect.
1: <laughs> this is Damon Fox from Big Elf, and you're listening to Talking Metal. You're one step closer to doom. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. <laughs> Hey, what the hell's going on? This is Zach Wall from Black Label Society and the Ozzy Osbourne Band. And we're all doing a hang, throwing back some cold ones, and we're talking metal. Take it
2: easy. This is Blasco from Ozzy Osbourne. You're listening to Talking Metal.
1: Mark Striegel. John Astronomy. The Talking Metal Podcast. Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm
2: Bud Friendly. And now, your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. I'm Mark Striegel, and our guest today is Tommy Kolfetis of Ozzy Osbourne's band. Back two weeks ago when I interviewed Tommy on the phone, that's the interview you're going to hear today, Uh, he said some pretty cool stuff that I hadn't heard, or interesting stuff, I should say. One being that he didn't actually play on Ozzy's uh, new record, the Scream record. Uh, Wikipedia says he played on it. Uh, just about every website out there says he played on it. So uh, I found that interesting and, and at the time unknown since a few other websites like Brave Words have already reported that. And that's just because we're so slow here at getting up our interviews, uh, which sucks and is a whole nother topic of discussion. Uh, hopefully John's going to get this new site up pretty soon uh, and that's going to allow me to just throw interviews right up right after they happen. Uh, it would be a great thing uh, for all of us and would make it easier for for John and uh, I think it would also um, make us a little more relevant and uh, timely if you will. I guess that's the word. So let's hope that happens soon and again the RSS might get Fucked up when that does happen, so you may have to resubscribe on iTunes um, when we finally do get the the site up, which I'm hoping happens within the next two months, the revised Talking Metal site. Anyways, Tommy uh, said some cool stuff. Uh, he doesn't play on the Scream record, and he also tells me that the new Aussie record, they're going back to more of a band sound. Now, I'm taking that to mean more of uh, an organic sound, maybe... Similar to Diary and Blizzard, although who who knows what that means? Band sound could be more of a, a Sabbath esque sound, but I think uh, it could be really interesting to uh, to hear Ozzy again do, putting out a record that's more more of a band effort. You know, it's very exciting and uh, to me very interesting Ozzy Osbourne news, and you'll hear Tommy explain that in this interview. So. I wanted to quickly mention the poll. Um, the emails, I would say, came in on the Bud Friendly poll, and the emails were leaning more towards nay. Uh, you, email, you listeners who emailed us don't care for Bud Friendly. On the forums, it was almost unanimous. I would say everybody either tolerated him or said they liked Bud, Bud Friendly. Uh exciter checking in with uh with yes. The live shows wouldn't be the same without him. He comes up with the perfect uh comments and at precisely the right times. Thanks, exciter. Shotaholic. Yes, he likes uh he likes Bud Friendly on the live show. Rackham 1207, although Bud Friendly is only somewhat funny, and I think you and John can maybe agree somewhat. He has become an essential part of the show. So I say yes. Uh, Marzeri, uh, Jay, all you guys uh, giving Bud Friendly um, the seal of approval. Uh, Dr. Love, Bert Gabriel, Z-Man. Anyways, uh, a couple other ones I'm not reading. But guys, thanks for checking in. And, uh, you know, I guess the verdict's still out. You guys in the forum seem to like Bud Friendly. Again, there were a couple positive emails that came in on Bud Friendly, but... The majority of them were, no, we don't like him. He's not funny. So uh, I like Bud Friendly. I think he adds a a comic element and uh, helps move along the live show and keeps it fun. And, you know, we repackage those live shows here on the podcast generally now. So um, there you go. The Bud Friendly poll. Thanks for checking in. If you didn't vote. Send us a yay or a nay on Bud Friendly, either on the Talking Metal Forums, which is located at TalkingMetalForums.com, or at, send us an email at talkingmetal@yahoo.com. Without further ado, here is Tommy from Ozzy Osbourne's Band. Hey, guys, we have Tommy from Ozzy Osbourne's band on the line with us. How you doing today, Tommy?
1: I'm doing excellent, other than I have a severe case of bronchitis and I'm sick of the dog in bed. But I will go bash my brains out tonight anyways.
2: Cool. And where are you guys playing tonight?
1: We play in San Jose. So uh, we're playing and fly there, do the gig, and then we fly to Seattle tonight.
2: Cool. Now, I want to talk uh, about what you're up to now with Ozzy and and all that good stuff, but let's go way back. Now, your dad was a musician. Is he the one who actually got you into music?
1: Yeah, most definitely. He had a band, um, and I started playing it as a young buck growing up in Detroit. So from the second I got my drums when I was seven years old, um, I've known exactly what I was going to do, and uh, it's kind of been a blessing because I've had the... uh, I knew where I was going and had the focus and the um, destination from an early age, so I've been very lucky. Yeah, but he got me into it, and um, here we are. So I have my parents to thank for that.
2: And what did he play? Was he like a, a rock guitarist or something?
1: No, so he like he he sang and he was the band leader, and you know we did oldies and you know all kind of stuff you'd hear in a bar, the club, five nights. Can you play four sets a night in Michigan doing that kind of stuff for 10 years, you, you get it together kind of early.
2: Right, right. Very cool. And what are some of your earliest memories of maybe being exposed or hearing heavy metal or hard rock music?
1: I mean, I've been around music since... I can't remember not being around music. I remember, you know, my dad, whether whether it was heavy metal or whatever, always about the, the rock factor, whether you're like a real rocker or not. So that even goes back to really into, which is like people like little Richard and Chuck Berry, like these guys are the real rockers. And it's, you know, it's about having the energy and the, the real, and excitement in your music. To me, that is heavy. If that makes sense at all. Um, heavy metal is not just clicking a distortion pedal. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, about,
2: it's about being real and, and expressing the feeling through the music, right? I mean, just exactly. So
1: just like putting your all into it, that's being heavy to me. So but I remember the first time I heard Eruption, I remember going, what the fuck is this on the radio? I think I was like driving to a drum lesson and Van Halen and Sabbath. You know, when you hear um, all that Sabbath stuff, you don't even know what to think as a little kid i've always been attracted to the the energy and the vibe you know if somebody has that that kind of music i'm attracted to that
2: cool now at a i guess a pretty young age you got um hooked up with ted nugent and uh, did some playing with him how did that actually come about
1: uh i was probably 20 around 20 or something like that and i was asked to play in a a soundtrack that was being put together by this guy Alto Reed who plays in Bob Seger's band. And he said, you want to come down and play drums on this? And he said, yeah, Ted Nugent's going to do a couple of songs for it. So you're going to play drums for Ted. So I go, Holy shit, let's go. And, um, I knew that was one of those moments in my life where, you know, you better kick ass and hope that Ted asks you to join his band. You know, maybe that's, you're thinking crazy as a kid or whatever, but that's what I was thinking. So I better, do my best and you know that's what happened we played together in the studio you know he wrote a song literally in about two minutes he ripped out these awesome riffs and I was following along and I think he was impressed by that um, and then he called me like a day or two later to join his band
2: cool and you went on I guess to do two albums with him too right?
1: Yeah I was with him for about maybe four, four and a half years and I did two albums and countless tours and Today, me and Ted speak all the time, and he's a great friend, and I respect him and I admire him. And he gave me, gave me my first break, so I'll, I'll always be indebted to him. You know, we're both from Detroit, have come from the same place, and have a lot of the same influences and approach to music. So we hit it off right from the start, even though there's you know a thirty-year age difference.
2: Cool. And was it between those two Nugent records that you did the the Alice Cooper Dirty Diamonds album? Yes.
1: Yeah, Dirty Diamonds, I mean, I recorded Ted's first album, I believe, in 2001, after my first tour. And then um, the last record I did with Ted, um, I wasn't technically in his band. So he just, I was with Rob Zombie at the time, and on a break I went and recorded his. So there's quite a a bit of time difference in between those records. Um, And when I was with Alice Cooper in 2004, right after the tour, I did the Dirty Diamonds record with Alice.
2: Cool. And how did hooking up? Was the Alice thing something that kind of just came about after you know you had made a name with yourself by playing with Nuge?
1: Every gig I've had so far has been a connection somehow from the other thing. So I was playing with Ted, and we toured. I remember you know there's a string of dates we did with Alice, and I had always been a huge Alice fan. I remember my dad taking me to see Alice a couple times in Detroit, and I remember thinking. I'm going to play with that guy one day. I want to play with that guy one day, um, naively. Um, but years later, we toured with Alice, with Ted. And I remember, um, you know, the guys watching me on the side of the stage. And then the time it came to play, uh, Alice's drummer at the time, Eric Singer, went on tour with Kiss, and, you know, they had seen me play with Ted. So that's how that one happened.
2: I wanted to ask you about playing with John Five, who, in my opinion, is just possibly the greatest guitar player of modern times. I mean, I've seen him play with Rob Halford, Rob Zombie. I'm trying to think of who else. Solo. um, There was another artist I saw him with, which is slipping my mind right now. Oh, Manson, of course. Uh, Tell us about John. How how did you, you, I guess you initially got to know him through Rob Zombie?
1: What? John is actually a fellow Detroiter, as myself. Um, and we, we both joined Rob's band at the same time, so that's how we connected. And um, John has a very unique guitar sound. I think it, if you hear him play, you know it's him. And I would say, like, you know, he's good with sounds, and he's just, he's just an amazing talent, so it was an honor to play with him. And I think his um, style of music fits that industrial Rob Zombie Marilyn Manson sound great.
2: But he also can play all sorts of different styles, like country and and jazz and stuff, too. I mean, it's just so well-rounded. It's uh, mind-boggling.
1: He's just a great musician, so great musicians can play great music.
2: Now, as far as hooking up with Ozzy goes, can you talk about how you were brought into the fold with with him? Um, Were you initially brought in when Zach was still possibly still with Ozzy or was it at the exact same time that Gus G. joined up too? No,
1: so, I was brought in um, actually to, just to help out, it wasn't to join the band. Um, Gus G. was going to audition and Ozzy's drummer at the time, Mike Borden, who's an amazing drummer, um, was unavailable to do it because he had commitments with Faith No More. So I was asked to um, come in and help out for Gus G.'s audition um, just to make it comfortable for him, so he could feel comfortable in doing the best that he could. So um, Blasco knew Blasco. We previously played together in Ozzy Oz, in Rob Zombie, excuse me, and he knew that I. He knew that I could come in and make it comfortable for Gus. So that was the initial thing, and then from then they asked me to play a gig called BlizzCon in Anaheim, California, because also Mike was unavailable to do that. So it kind of spurred out of doing those two things. You know, the timing and all that kind of stuff, that's how that's how it came about.
2: Cool. And at what point did you actually find out, hey, not am I only doing these few gigs with Ozzy, I'm going to become an actual member and I'm going to go do a record with him?
1: yeah it was quite a bit later they asked me to do the tour the record was done before i even joined the band so i didn't play on the record kevin Cherko, his producer handled all the drum duties on the record i think he did a fabulous job but i'm not exactly sure of the time frame i think maybe it was a while after i did those that initial gig because they were still putting the tour together and stuff like that but i remember um i walked in my house and i had a message from sharon on my house phone saying, can you call me, Tommy? And I thought it was a joke because I wondered how she got my home number because I knew even the office didn't have my home number. So that was kind of funny. So, uh,
2: yeah, that's how it happens. And and one thing that's interesting about the the set list that you guys are doing, it seems for years and years, Ozzy just was playing the same set list over and over again. And you guys have uh, really mixed it up, this, this tour, bringing back some... Uh, old sabbath classics that we haven't heard in a while as well as some of his stuff from the 80s like the jakey lee years that we also have not heard in in wow a long time so was there um, who actually came up with his set list was this something that ozzy was directly involved with or or is that something that you and blasco and and the band members help uh suggest songs maybe for the set list
1: well, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, Ozzy's directly involved in all of it. He, he gave us, man, a shitload of tunes to start to learn in the beginning. I, I mean, we must have learned about at least 60 songs, wow. you know, the basics, but then a million Black Sabbath songs and a million, uh, you know, tons of songs, which was good. I think there was a method to his madness because, you know, the, the further you dig into a catalog— the more you get the vibe of the gig. So it was very smart on his part. And we just tried out a bunch of songs and um, whittled it down to what we have now. So I think it was just, you know, new guys coming into the band, there's a little bit of new life and he's really excited over it. And he feels comfortable singing over the top of us. You know, we all are trying to look at it as we're a sum of our parts rather than trying to be outstanding individually. We, we all want to make, um, the band as great as it can be for Ozzy, not for our own selves. So we want to make Ozzy feel comfortable so he can do whatever he wants on stage and, and change songs and do this. So, you know, every night the set's a little different. He'll pull out a different song here, put a different song here. It's kind of the opposite of what he was doing before. So man, I mean, he is like, he has newfound energy. So it's really exciting to see and it's inspiring.
2: And what do you think the the future for Ozzy holds at this point? Um, obviously, the Scream album isn't all that old at this point. But do you envision him doing another record at some point within the next few years? I would
1: say most definitely. We're already coming up with new ideas backstage and in the hotel rooms and at soundcheck, and have about you know a bunch of ideas recorded, um, whether they be small or full songs or whatever. So we're we're working on things slowly for the next. Whatever it may be, um, and we'll, the time will tell what happens with it.
2: And this is just a, a personal question. I, I I always had the the I always wanted to hear Ozzy return to his more of his um, more of that classic sound that he he did with uh, Randy Rhodes on the Blizzard of Oz and, and Diary record. Uh, do you ever think he'd kind of in kind of the same way that Metallica have have gone back to, quote-unquote, their roots, do you ever think Ozzy would consider kind of returning to that classic early 80s sound on an album?
1: I I mean, I I think he most definitely is going to, whether you want to put it in a time frame, I wouldn't say classic early 80s, but I think he's going to return to a classic rock band record. You know that's what his. I think he really wants to do what he's expressed. He wants to make it a, you know, the band playing live in a room. So wherever that takes us, you know, staying away from less technology and more
2: just amps and drums. Very cool. Which is again how how Blizzard and Diary were, at least in in my opinion.
1: Of course, all, usually all the best music that stands the test of time is is raw and basic.
2: And as far as your kit and your gear goes, what uh, what are you playing now? Say that one more time. As far as your drum kit and uh, cymbals and, and all that good stuff go, do you have uh, certain uh, endorsements and uh, companies you're working with?
1: Of course, yeah. I play sonar drums, um, you know, about 8 million drums on stage, um, minor cymbals, Regal tip drumsticks, um, and Aquarian drumheads, so they I play these companies because they help me sound the way I want to sound, and they stand up to the endless pounding night after night.
2: Do you envision yourself like in downtime from uh, the Ozzy Osbourne band doing other projects? Do you have anything else in the works besides just touring and possibly recording with Ozzy?
1: Well, at the right at the moment, right now we have, still have nine months of touring left, wow. and I'm one 110- hundred. 120 percent focused on that you know i've learned not to worry too much about what's next because things change from day to day so i kind of just roll with it and uh there's always more music to be made and there's always something down the pipeline so ozzy is my definitely my main focus right now and i'm so happy to be a part of this great band with blasco gus adam wakeman and ozzy but with such great musicians it's such a thrill for me Um, so I'm just enjoying the ride and trying to soak it in as much as possible and enjoy it because I'm such a lucky guy and not everybody gets this opportunity. And, uh, that's that.
2: Now, Adam, of course, is Rick Wakeman's son. Has, uh, has Rick ever come down to any shows? Have you had a chance to meet the great Rick Wakeman at any point?
1: No, he hasn't made it out yet.
2: Cool. Well, it's it's interesting that Adam is so involved with Ozzy now because, of course, Rick has quite a long history with Ozzy, so it's uh, kind of cool. It is cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tommy, and if we could get a quick ID from you saying your name and you are listening to Talking Metal.
1: Sure, of course. Hey, this is Tommy Corfettis, drummer for Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to
2: Talking Metal. And, Tommy, what song would you like to play for the Talking Metal listeners? Uh, what song would I like to play? It doesn't have to be an Ozzy song. Uh, I know. Any um, song? It should be an Ozzy song. Okay.
1: Um, let me think. I don't know.